The Musters on the Farm. Brought to you by Southland District Council. Working together for a better Southland. Dean Rabbage farms at Glenham and joins us on the muster every couple of weeks. Dino, good afternoon. How's things? Good afternoon, Andy. Yeah, things are chipping away nicely. Just another day in paradise. How's the weather been over the last couple of days? Because here in Gore, it was just about fire material going yesterday. Yeah, it was uh, very similar here, but I refused to lock the fire in February. Um, heat pumps are on, and yeah, an extra jersey chuck on the kids, but that was about it, really. Do you just refuse to do that as a matter of principle? Yeah, pure principle, and I'm pretty stubborn about things like that. <laughs> I pity your poor family, though, if it's like about minus five and there's a blizzard outside. What happens then? Oh, I might, I might renege a little bit, but, um, yeah, it takes a cold day to put the fire on. They don't have to cut the wood. I do, so there you go. <laughs> Very cool. How's things been anyway, growing season-wise, especially here in Southland? We know it's still a bit drier up the road, but around here, though, I don't hear many people complaining. Yeah, it's been pretty pretty solid, really. Um trying to control the quality of feed rather than quantity, as I said before. So, But it's been nice being able to put an extra few kilos on the lambs to um, try and capitalise on on a pretty average schedule, really. So you've been able to achieve that pretty successfully, going a little bit larger in the weight range? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, like, this season's completely different to last. Like, we were killing lambs at 40 kilos last, last year out of desperation to get them away, and now we're sort of getting the lines averaging around that 46, 47 kilos, it's a, it's a nice place to be at for a change. Um, obviously, we're probably a wee bit behind in the kill numbers, but we've got the feed to allow that to happen, so that's all right. But, um, yeah, we've taken the feathers off all the lambs in the last, last week, so um, we'll put them away for a fortnight, three weeks, before we have another dig at them, so hopefully they'll ping away now. How many did you end up sharing? Um, I'll be just under 5,000 lambs, so... And uh, plus all the use, so it's a bill that I'm not really looking forward to coming in mail the next few days, no doubt. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not a bill you'd really want, especially if the way that wool is, but way and means must, obviously. And animal husbandry, a lot of people have changed the way they're looking at doing their shearing regime, but for a lot of people as well, it's just a necessity at the moment. Yeah, it's just one of those things, you can't avoid it. Um, the the mixed-age ewes and tigers, they looks like they'll probably average around that four and a half kilos of wool per head so um, there might be a wee bit of cost recovery there which is nice but uh, you've got to look at other things like growth rates and there's works premiums for shorn and bellied lambs and you've got the fly issue and oh, it's just drafting off the shorn new lambs now they're just running so much better in the yards as well so there's a lot of um, non-tangible, well unmeasurable things financially that uh, you need to take into consideration when you're shearing your lambs also. Winter crops, are you finding any bugs on them or are they staying pretty good? Uh, look, I'm going to put my hand up saying I haven't actually been near them. Um, I'm pretty sure if there's something wrong, the rep will give me a call and tell me I need to spray them. <laughs> but um, looking from a distance and over the fence, they seem to be seem to be pretty good. Everything's well and truly at canopy cover, including the precision swedes, which is, which is nice. So, um, yeah, oh, fingers crossed for, for an all right year, really. It's a good honesty call, I'll give you that. Good news story this morning too, the Fonterra mid-range point going up, Dean, to $7.80. That's, that's a positive for the dairy sector once again. Yeah, that is a really good positive, but that'll have flow-on effects through the wider economy also. Um, unfortunately, gut feeling tells me that it's going to be absorbed by 
interest rates and the continued increase in on-farm inflation, unfortunately. But, hey, if it means we're standing still instead of going backwards, it's not a bad day. Because you've got a dairy operation there along with your sheep and beef unit. Do you find any good synergy, them working in together? Um, yeah, some days the dairy farm's too big and other days it's not big enough. But, uh, yeah, we can utilise a bit of feed surplus on the sheep farm, wrap it in plastic and feed it to the cows. Um, we can use the, the dry stock around the following years and tidying up, again, going back to the pasture quality thing. And, yeah, it's just the consistency of cash flows. That 12, 12 months cash flow throughout the year is pretty good because, as we know, the, the cash flow on the sheep side of the business has um, got a pretty high peak come March, April, May, and then it drops off for the rest of the year. So um, it's pretty good in that respect for sure. Young Farmer of the Year competition over the weekend. Otago Southland Rep's been found. Zach Thomas out of Waitani. You yourself, you've actually been national champion a few years ago now. What do you remember from the Otago Southlands? Because different format this year, we'll leave that to the side. But what do you remember most from that day or that night or that weekend, I suppose? Yeah, I'll just correct you there. Sorry, Andy, nobody likes to correct you, but no, I was only the um, Otago Southland uh, champ for a couple of years. Didn't quite get across the line in the big dance. Um, but yeah, it was just, uh, I think the guys and girls unfortunately probably put a bit of pressure on themselves going into those regional finals because um, if you've got pretty high expectations, it's hard not to. Um, and yeah, it's a different experience. Like All the tasks that they generally have to do, you, you could do blindfolded and not thinking twice about when you're working away by yourself on farm, but when you've got a whole lot of eyes and a bit of time pressure and other things watching you, it um, makes an easy job quite difficult. So it's just a mental game getting around that, really. Because I was talking to a guy this morning up north, and he just said it seems like a really intriguing competition that anything and everything that you'll find on a farm, you're having the tasks to do. And he actually nailed on the head when he said, you find out who a good all-rounder is. And in a farming sense, it's pretty much bang on, isn't it? Yeah, it is. We all know in farming you've got to be a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, so... Um, but at the regional level, I'd suggest that um, for anybody that's going to have a crack at it, just study your sponsors' products and uh, and tools and that, and I dare say you'll go a long way um, because they get a fairly good representation in the contest, which is fair enough too. But, um, yeah, it's just you, I don't think you can ever prepare enough. Like I remember having close to 1,000 questions nailed or off the top of my head ready to go for buzz arounds and stuff, and I think maybe over the whole course of the contest, two of them got read out. So it's um, pretty frustrating at times, but, yeah, it's a great way to build your skill knowledge, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll stand corrected there. Apologies to Togo Southland, Cham. I'll give you that. Uh, I'll claim the national one, though, one day. Yeah, one day, one day. Dreams are free. (laughs) Yeah. Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs versus San Francisco 49ers. Who do you want to win or do you care? I don't really care, to be honest. Um... No, there's one sport I just can't get my head around. It just takes forever. Um, wearing all that protective gear and stuff looks a bit soft, but um, I just can't get my head around following a sport where an elite so-called athlete is going to exert themselves for 20 seconds and come off and sit down and have to have an oxygen mask put on them. It's not sport. That's just, um, yeah, I just can't, can't quite buy into uh, gridiron, sorry. I agree with you there. It is very similar to selling cricket to America. It's, it's never going to catch on. But the interesting thing is today, for me today, is three things. You've got the game itself, but the halftime show with all the years, which are worth millions upon millions of dollars, and then Taylor Swift. The, the Swifty phenomenon is such 
Love it or hate it, she's hanging out with one of the Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs players and she's attracted a whole new demographic of that sport alone. So that's three factors in one. You can't deny what it does for the economy in America. Apparently it's just unprecedented. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of coin being thrown around in the next few hours in the States, that's for sure. Um, yeah, it's just... Yeah, you're right. It's probably the, the halftime show, although Usher don't really know how that's going to go down. But um, sometimes the... the $7 million advertisements for 30 seconds of airtime are just as good as the football as well. So, um, yeah, we'll probably catch something of it later on, but I'm not going out of my way to chase it down, that's for sure. Don't blame you, Dino. Always appreciate your time on the muster. Have a good week. Thanks, Andy. Dean Ravage, farming out at Glenham, Monday afternoon. Up next from AB Lime, Liz Ferns.